0: Well, hello there! You're listening to Jelly and Bean, a fortnightly news and discussion show where we talk about geek culture, the things that geeks love, and geeks love to hate. This show, this particular show, is not hosted by Brandon Maines, but instead is hosted by Tim Stiles, and by me, Jelly, although most of the time I am known as Daniel Farrelly. It is the 14th of December, and this is episode 5. Hey Tim, how's it going, Jelly? Not too bad. So this week, Brandon is out of town, and yep. not even out of town. He's out of he's out of country. He's he's uh, back in the US visiting in family. Na- in another hemisphere, he is in a totally different hemisphere. <laughs> so you've you've uh, you've graciously joined me for this a very special guest episode of Jelly and Bean. It's
1: exciting. It's I'm so looking forward
0: to it. I'm very much looking forward to it too. <laughs> uh we have heaps to talk about today, so I'm very uh I'm very pleased at that. Uh but look let's first uh let's have a little get to know you session, Tim. Um now you are a you're a writer, uh you write all sorts of things, you write screenplays, uh you write articles and stuff for a uh blog called Giant Fire Breathing Robot. Yep. And you're a theater and film actor
1: yeah i like to i like to dabble you know
0: (laughs) and and not to mention you're also a bit of a a comic book uh connoisseur that well that's right my my writing
1: for giant fire breathing robot is i'm actually their um comic book news reviews and previews guy right um so yeah basically it's um all my comic book interests, I get to uh, write for on this uh, website a few days a week, and um, yeah, share what I, I what I love about comic books with people, you know.
0: So, so being a comic book fan, then the question is obviously begging to be asked: Are you a DC or a Marvel guy?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked, Jelly.
0: Um, listen, I I
1: grew up on Marvel comic books, so you know my. Immediate instinct is to say that I'm a Marvel guy, but uh, in recent years I've actually been reading a lot more DC than Marvel.
0: Interesting, um,
1: but uh, even having said that, when you know, if I have to narrow it down to what my favorite character or favorite company is, it right now it would have to be Hellboy out of Dark Horse Comics, right? So kind of uh, defecting from the two from the big two to one of the smaller publishing houses, you know?
0: Yeah, well, look, I, I have to be honest, I don't really read myself any dc or marvel i i uh i i follow the i follow a couple of comic books and sadly they're not even uh well they're not it's not sad for me i guess but they're not they're not even uh superhero comics i follow, i've got uh i've got a standing order for things like adventure time uh, yeah, and yep. uh star trek versus uh, dr who yeah, yep. series at the moment that's going that's going on uh, and, I've, I, and I'm a big fan of you know ones like Scott Pilgrim and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, look, I'm, I, I've, no. I've 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 gotten into some of the X Men and some of the you know and that sort of thing. But I I I have to be honest, I'm I'm very very I have a very specific taste in comics, and uh, the the superheroes just they don't do it for me.
1: No, well, I, you know what, I, I agree with you completely. You know, uh, sp- spending. Yeah, over 20 years of my life reading every superhero comic imaginable, you get to a point where you're like there's got to be something more, you know? And I think what people don't realize is comic books isn't just superheroes. You know, it's basically pretty much whatever your taste is. There's comic books there, and a lot of the best comic books have got nothing to do with superheroes, like you mentioned uh, you know, Star Trek, Doctor Who. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like all this sci-fi goodness that's not um yeah, not a super, superhero in sight sort of thing, you know what that's I mean? That's right, yeah. Um, um, yeah, people just get the, the idea that it's, oh, it's just superheroes, it's, you know, big muscly dudes in tights, beating up big muscly dudes in tights, you know, whereas, uh, you yeah, know, there's basically whatever you like, science fiction, you like some, uh, you know, noir detective comics, you like, you know, horror comics, they're all there, you know, So um, and that's sort of what the last few years I've been venturing sort of out of the superhero thing and, uh, you know, checking out a lot of the other stuff as well, you know.
0: Right but obviously for for the purposes of uh, giant fire breathing robot uh, you do read some of the other ones I, I have to say by the way every time I read uh every time I like see links that you post on on Twitter uh for your articles I do, I I I do go and read them but every time I see the the GFBR I think of uh big friendly giant every time I like, <laughs> yeah, I always yes. get it mixed
1: up yeah, I I got to tell you man, I mean I've been writing for the for the website going on 2 years now and uh I still do the same. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a book it's a book that I'm familiar with from 6th grade and uh yeah, yeah, I, I still do you yeah, know, think the same thing.
0: But uh, what I anyway, what I was saying was that uh you, you obviously still write some of the stuff uh about the superhero comics. Yep. Are there any particular that you're uh, you're keen on for those of our my, our listeners that are um, you know superhero savvy?
1: Um, yeah, well, listen, I've sort of, um, even within the companies of Marvel and DC, I've sort of also started drifting from the mainstream, you know, Batman, Superman, uh, Spider-Man type thing to the more fringe superhero books. Like uh, DC does this one that's brilliant right now called Animal Man. Right. And um, it's the most unique Take that I've seen on a superhero book in my life to the point where it's it's almost a horror comic book, but it's with this superhero character and um, who interacts with the superhero community. You know, right? Um, and and then so that that's you know I, I still read all the Batman's and uh, Batgirl and um, and all this sort of stuff with DC. With Marvel, I'm still reading. Very first comic book I picked up was Captain America uh, many years ago. Um, and I basically haven't missed an issue of that in over 20 years. Um, right. uh, but again, with Marvel, I'm sort of drifting a bit towards more of the fringe titles like, uh, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a you know cosmic superhero one. Yep. Um, what else is there? You know, there's a couple of, that are coming up that I'm looking forward to. One's uh, Morbius, the Living Vampire. And another one is... Um, Sort of Marvel's take on movies like The Hunger Games and Battle Royale, which is uh, Avengers Arena, which Mm -hmm. is about a heap of the young teenage characters um, being forced to fight each other to the death, you know? Oh, wow. Uh, So it's it's more these, you know, you can only take so much superheroes fighting supervillains before you look for something. You're looking for something more groundbreaking. And I think for the most part, both Marvel and DC are really sticking to what's safe but there's a few books there that they're sort of just you know flexing their creative muscle and and, uh doing something different you know
0: yeah yeah no i i totally agree and uh a lot of the comics that i've ever picked up have been um completely outside of you know have been outside of the uh the the main superhero uh genres like i mentioned uh You know, I'm absolutely loving the Adventure Time series and what they're doing with that over at uh, Bongo. Bongo? Is it Bongo? Yeah, Uh, it is. um, No, it's Kaboom. It's Kaboom. Yes. Have you read
1: the latest issue, which is Choose Your Own Adventure Time?
0: I did. I did. I did very much so. (laughs) And uh, the the Adventure Time series, uh, the main one anyway, because they've got a few mini-series that they're doing here and there. This week is the last. uh, They're they're releasing the last of the Marceline and the Scream Queens uh, uh, series, which is which was a a six six books uh, six books six book series. (laughs) Yeah, I get I get it out eventually uh, about uh, you know Marceline, the vampire queen, and uh, Princess Bubblegum. Taking uh, taking a band on tour uh, around yep. the land of Oo, uh, and up coming up soon, they've got a uh, a, a short series as well, six books uh, on the gender flipped uh, Adventure Time world yep. where you know Finn, uh, Finn is actually Fiona and Jake is replaced with Cake and Steve, yeah, and you know all the different ones.
1: I actually only just learned about that um, that that new one, um, Fiona and Cake, uh, just the day before yesterday, and so um, I've added that on my standing
0: order list already. But uh, yeah, excellent. Uh, it's well, the episode that they they appeared in on the uh, on the show uh, is the most popular episode of Adventure Time ever. Right. Okay. It's, but, People people love it, which is yeah. so they've, you know, people have been asking, you know, what's going to happen, you know, is somebody going to bring out a, do, is somebody going to do a, you know, a Fiona and Cake um, series or something, and yep. they've, what they've done is uh, they've, they've decided to do a series uh, which is being led, I guess, written and illustrated by uh, the creator of... Fiona and cake which is uh, Natasha allegri uh, she works she works for the show but she's uh, a fan as well and uh, she started by she started Fiona and cake by posting pictures of you know Fiona and Fiona and Cake on her Tumblr uh as right. a f- as a fan you know a, a, as a fan thing uh and obviously because she is part of the show i guess uh and because they were so popular they got pulled into the into the show uh, and they did an episode uh which which featured those characters and yeah best loved uh best loved episode ever and uh i'm sure that uh, all those fans will be scrambling for the, for the book, uh, yeah. for the books. Uh, and the, the main series is written by my personal favorite author in the world, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ryan North. He's, uh, he's pretty much amazing and we'll probably, he'll probably come up a little bit later because I have, uh, some, some news on things that he's doing, uh, yeah. other than Adventure Time Comics. Uh, so the other thing that you you do, outside of comics is you you're, like, you're an actor and a, a bit of a, a bit of a writer for like a screenwriter um so have you, what have you got going on in the, in that arena at the moment
1: uh okay well i mean i've just come off um doing a season of a stage production hair um we would just uh-huh. uh yeah we basically just finished up with that uh recently and that was um a lot of hard work but a lot of fun um, as far as other things are concerned, I, I I haven't been getting into a lot of the acting recently. Um this time of year I've been flat out. I just finished up uh um a short film competition that I was running um for short okay. horror films, uh called Cirque du Nocturne. Um mm-hmm. and this year was the first year so we're um, we had a pretty good response. Next year we're hoping for bigger and better things. Um, but I've actually, you know, I've got a, an audition on this Sunday for um, another stage production. I'm going to audition for uh, Return to the Forbidden Planet, yep. which is um, basically science fiction, bastardized uh, Shakespeare to 50s rock music. Um, so that, that's, that could be fun. Um, I'm also I'm, I'm working on a script right now um, that I'm trying to get a project off the ground for Tropfest this year but we're quickly running out of time and I'm not sure whether that's, that one's actually going to happen or not, you know. Fair um, yeah, so, I mean, that's as far as my projects are concerned, you know, with, uh, you know, writing, film, acting,
0: that sort of thing. So, but plenty of projects then, there's there's heaps, uh, you've got heaps going on. Because I, I, re- I remember uh, a few months ago you were involved in the, uh, the Theatre of the Dead uh, project that was going on here in Canberra. Yep, yep, that's right. Um, so if I get that correct, uh it was a it's, it's a zombie movie. Yep. Uh that was uh filmed uh, in Canberra. Filmed so in Canberra. Yep. That's where that's for for the benefit of the for the listeners. That's where both <laughs> both you and I are right at that's this right. at this moment. Yep. Uh so it was and it was uh all filmed within uh, a theater here. That's right.
1: Yeah. Basically the premise of the movie was um with with a lot of the acting in Canberra being uh, theatrical sort of background, um, one of the guys who um, shoots a lot of short films but he also does a lot of uh, stage acting as well, um, wrote this screenplay basically in real life, right? The week before a show starts on stage, you're doing massive, massive days and you basically got no time to interact with the world, okay? So my friend Pat took the idea that You've got this group of actors working in a the theatre, trying to get ready to put this play on. The zombie apocalypse happens, and they're kind of so busy, it catches them by surprise, sort of thing. You know, sure. they find themselves in this theatre and um, basically defending the theatre from zombies coming and trying to get them and whatnot. You know, it's um, a, a full-length feature film. You know, it's got s- some of Canberra's uh, best actors in it. Um, some of the best, you know, uh, makeup by makeup artists. Shipped in a few great actors from uh, Sydney and Melbourne as well, um, yeah. So and right now that's in uh, post production, so they're still uh, you know editing it, putting on the special effects tweaks and all that sort of thing. Um, with you know we're hoping about mid next year release sort of thing, you know. But um, that's that's all still up in the air at this stage, you know.
0: Sure. All right. Well. Uh for the benefit of the for for the listeners uh i'm sure that if they uh if they follow you on twitter and we'll we'll mention how to how to uh keep in touch with you uh, at the end of the program but we'll uh they can they can always uh keep an eye on on what you're doing and uh see when that comes out if they're interested in uh in in that um
1: yeah um yeah i mean if if anyone's interested in any of that sort of stuff i'm I'm, I'm on Twitter all the time you know I'm always pimping my my stuff pimping my friends things so um you know let you know what's going on sure
0: all right well let, uh, let's get into the uh let's get into the follow up we've got a, we've got a bit of follow up uh this week uh from the previous weeks so we'll uh we'll cover I'll cover off some of that uh because I mean I, I know that you I know you listen a, a, li- a little bit so mm-hmm. you you'll at least uh be aware of what we've been talking about uh, previously
1: Yep, even if even if a lot of the tech stuff's way over my head, I I, I do try and comprehend it all. You know,
0: <laughs> we we try not to be we try not to be too uh, too jargony. We try to we try to make sure that uh, everybody can kind of uh, get in and understand what we're talking about. Yeah, so, well, I mean, you, you, one one thing I will
1: credit you guys with is that you do make it accessible um, for the most part. But someone like me, man, I'm just so technologically illiterate that um you know you could explain it to a five-year-old would understand it better than i would
0: fair enough <laughs> well i uh, look the the uh, the product that i'm holding in my hands right at the moment is uh I, I would say is probably uh your speed i think you've got an iphone yeah yes i do well this is the ipad mini uh, i've uh, i've been waiting for this for a few weeks and uh I've 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 mentioned it a couple of times in the program, I guess. But uh, look, I, I've I wanted to uh, to just give our listeners a bit of a rundown. I've had I've had this now for I think a little over a week or so, uh, and just to kind of give my first thoughts on how things are going with it. Um, I've got an iPad three as well. Uh, I typically uh, the reason that I have both is that I, I use it for development purposes, but. Uh, up until now, the iPad three has also obviously been my main device. Uh, but now, now, now it's been replaced with the iPad Mini because it's so much lighter. It is like you—you you have no idea, dear Tim. It's—it's it's so. <laughs> Much lighter, uh, and this the the other thing that we've uh, we've done, and this is part of the reason that I had to wait so long for it, is that uh, we were waiting for me and my wife. That is, we're waiting for the uh, the the cellular version quote uh, going around. I hate the word cellular; it's so bad. <laughs> uh, the LTE version. Let's go with that, which uh, which we've uh, hooked up to Telstra's LTE, and. Oh, Telstra that's like a whole topic right there I I am not a big fan of Telstra let me let me just point out one of my my little story about this is that uh I I manage all the tech in the house for for me and my wife right uh so I take care of everything tech related that's that's part of what I just my job because look I'm I'm just good at it Yep. yep uh so I take I I deal with like phone connections and all that sort of stuff. So I went down when we received the, when we received the iPads uh on the day that we received them. I went down to Telstra and I went to go and buy two SIM cards. And I was told that you can only have one SIM card per person per day. Right. So they won't allow they don't allow you to have more than like they won't sell you more than one SIM card uh Unless you, you know, send somebody else in, or you go to a different store or something, I literally got told by the chick that worked at the uh, Telstra store that I had to go next door in order to buy the other one, and oh. uh, like, so it, it make, which makes no sense. It's a ridiculous rule, mm. um, and it's apparently it's only like a handful of stores that do this. Uh, my, uh, you know, the responses I got on Twitter after I complained about it were kind of varied. Yeah. and uh, a friend of mine that works at Telstra, whom I blame even though she doesn 't actually work <laughs> at that even though she doesn 't actually work at that store yeah. uh, I blame her anyway uh you know she she suggested that it's not it 's not normal and that uh it 's probably only the um the franchise stores that do it or something. Either way, it's still terrible and it's still like, it still reflects on Telstra and, you know, Telstra, I, I, I hate Telstra so much anyway. So, so what's their reasoning behind that? I don't know. Uh, my understanding or, uh, from, you know, from being involved in the phone industry at, uh, a few years ago was, is that, uh, it's probably got to do with, uh, like, um, stopping people for, from using them for nefarious purposes. So, right. you know, terrorism. Terrorism. Right. And uh, things like, you know, uh, spam and other yep. various things that you can use them for. Um, And probably also because, you know, people buy, SIM, buy prepaid SIM cards, you know, use them as a burner phone and then toss them and, you know, Telstra basically loses a number or whatever. Yep. Uh, and... I guess that you know I guess that's something that they don't want Ooh, okay. I don't know. I would think that you know when I buy a SIM card for thirty bucks, you probably would be pretty happy to sell it to me if you' yeah. if you're taking my i d and everything like which they do you know that that's yeah. part of the law in Australia. They have to take your i d and you know make note of who you are and you've got to go and register it and give all your details when you do that and uh like why why like why then limit me you know as well as requiring yeah. me to you know show you who i am anyway anyway it's <laughs> it's it's bad like it's just it's a bad situation yeah uh but nevertheless i we we powered through it we uh we we gritted our teeth and moved on and we bought uh the we bought the sims for the iPads and the LTE has been great like as far as speed is concerned it's excellent and yes. in some cases it's been faster than uh having uh like broadband like regular you know wired broadband yeah right so it's it's been pretty good uh, and the the ipad itself is is excellent the size is really good uh the the retina the lack of retina screen on it is a little bit noticeable right uh i mean i 've just come from using you know i 've got a retina iphone and a retina ipad and you know, uh it's so i 'm coming from that kind of uh that that kind of situation uh retina being the high definition type displays where it's you know you can 't even see the pixels. It's yeah, the kind yeah. of print resolution. Uh, it's so coming from that to going back to like a you know a regular phone screen kind of resolution is really uh, it's 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 noticeable. Like I notice it if I'm looking for it, but most of the time when I'm sitting here and just you know reading or playing a game, it's it's pretty good. Yeah right. I'm pretty. Okay. I'm pretty much happy with it. Look, I use I use the iPad all the time, like this this new iPad, like all the time because it's just so easy to carry around and you know stick in my back pocket or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So I'm, I possibly am using it because I I'm, I'm telling myself that I should use it more so that I can get the money's worth out of it. But nevertheless, I'm using it more. Yeah, for so, sure. So it's it's a winner in my book. That's but then you know. Uh, I'm pretty sure that nobody expects me to, you know, say that an Apple product is bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so the other the other uh, fo- follow up that I have is on Retro Game Crunch, and I did mention last week that I would say that I would I would talk about it this week because it's just finished. Yep. Uh, it's just uh, completed its 30 uh, day run, and it. And it was successful. So happy jelly. Uh, so you guys all chose happy jelly and you shall live happily ever after. Yay. Yay. <laughs> uh, so it passed, it passed its, uh, $60,000, uh, dollar goal by about, by about 10% Beautiful. or 11%. So it's, uh, it's, it's it did pretty well. It did pretty much. Okay. Uh, so if if you all were waiting for it to kind of reach its goal uh because it 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 reached its goal like maybe like 18 hours or so before the thing finished so if you're if you're all waiting for it to reach its goal and you haven't gotten involved and you know backed it yet then too bad because (laughs) it's over uh but on in my case and for those who have backed it yay games (laughs) I'm very excited about it because uh you know the these these guys have uh produced good stuff uh before so I'm looking forward to playing them. Cool. Anyway, that's the follow up. Uh on a related topic actually to the Retro Game Crunch Kickstarter uh and bringing in the Ryan North from before. See what I'm doing here? I'm just tying everything together nicely for everybody.
1: The stars are aligning and
0: that's right, so I, I, wanted to, uh, I wanted to have a chat about uh, the, well, I wanted to tell everybody about a, another Kickstarter, because clearly mentioning Kickstarters on, on here is, is good luck. Uh, <laughs> but this one this one actually doesn't need it. It's, uh, it, it started with a, a goal of uh, a th- hmm hang on, I'm just looking it up now It started with a $20,000 goal. So it had a lower goal than the, than the, uh, the retro game crunch, uh, started with a $20,000 goal. This, this one is called, uh, to be or not to be, that is the adventure. And it is a choosable path book, AKA a quote, choose your own adventure type book, uh, which is based on Hamlet. Right. Did you did you ever read the those you know the choose your own adventure books when you were a kid?
1: Mate, I I used to eat those things up. I'd, I every that week was so you know, good. I'd, I'd borrow like four of them from the library, yeah, from the school library every week, and yeah, I, I used to love. them. I used to love them.
0: I um I I used to read like the actual choose your own adventure books. You know that that they're the act- That's what they're actually called. Like that's a trademark, and that's yep. you know that's a, a, a brand, I guess. Uh and I also had. Uh, a couple of of Mario books. When I say Mario, I mean Nintendo Mario. They were oh. like they were Mario storybooks that were like choosable adventures that you could go and you could. It was like playing a game of Mario, but it was a book. Yeah, cool, cool. I uh, so I I loved this you know this kind of book, but I hate Hamlet. <laughs> I hate Hamlet so much. Yeah. When I was, uh, when I was studying, uh, one of the, one of my classes was, uh, on, was on like a Hamlet thing. We, what we had to do was we had, we watched all this Hamlet. We we watched like every version of Hamlet that you could possibly get your hands on, uh, several times. And we had to create our own scene. Like we had to film our own scene, uh, of, from Hamlet. Uh, you know, we could do basically whatever we did, wanted to with it, but we had, to, you know, choose a scene from Hamlet, film it. Yep. But in the process of all that, there was so much like preparation and reading of Hamlet and watching Hamlet and doing everything Hamlet and breathing yeah. Hamlet. And it was awful. And it's one of those things where too much of a good thing is bad. Yeah, I
1: hear, I hear. Uh,
0: so I, I kind of lost all interest in Hamlet Uh at that point well a, a couple of years ago me and
1: uh you know pete styles we did a we helped out with the cit um filming of a scene from hamlet
0: and, right uh,
1: that was that was actually good fun that was good yeah fun. they
0: they do that uh i think every year they they have uh their students they, their students do hamlet although one yeah. year i think they did they did another shakespeare piece just to you know just, just to you know throw a wrench in the works I guess yeah keep everyone on their toes uh but this is this is uh this is interesting because it's a choosable adventure um so you choose like you get to a point and you you know you choose where you want to do, what you want to do and you go and you read that bit and you go back and forth
1: so my question would be how far can they differentiate from a, such a well-known story you know what i mean like uh Spoilers! Spoilers on a play that's five hundred years old or whatever. (laughs) Um, But uh, you know, everyone dies in the end. So, right? Like, where do you go as far as making that into a choose-your own adventure story?
0: Well, they've done. They they seem to have done uh, a lot of things. Uh, So there's. um, He he likes to mention. uh, Ryan North likes to mention that there are sword fights, and uh, well, obviously, there's ghosts. Hamlet's all about a story about. Uh, a ghost, but uh, there's there's a pirates there's a scene I think. Right. So okay. there's there's that, and then, so they go all over the place, and at some point you uh you you, you could possibly invent air conditioning, <laughs> or rather heating, I think. Uh, okay. So you you do all sorts of uh can do all sorts of crazy things and you can actually play as several several different characters, right? Oh, so you can play okay. as uh you can play as Hamlet obviously. Yeah, yep. Uh and playing as Hamlet you can actually then uh read the book uh through uh in the way that Shakespeare wrote it. So yeah. actually the, the there there's actually going to be little uh markers to, to tell you which you know which choices Ham uh sorry Shakespeare actually chose when he wrote uh when he wrote Hamlet. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh but you can also play as Oph- Ophelia. Cool. And you can play as uh is it King Hamlet? You can play as Hamlet's dad basically yeah. the you know the right. king. Uh and you know spoiler alert he dies in the first, you know, like on the first start. page. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, you can actually play as him as a ghost because obviously he uh, is more of a character than just, you know, you know, the, the first page. Yeah, awesome. So, so uh, it's, it's a very interesting little Kickstarter. It doesn't need anybody's uh, assistance. I'm not going to beg for people to support it because it doesn't need it. Uh, I, like I said before, its goal was $20,000. It's now at three hundred and thirty three thousand
1: smashed
0: it it absolutely it smashed it in the like the first day it was just it would had blown past the 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 uh the goal so the but the reason that i mention this is because i think it's of interest to everybody that's listening uh at least um so if you're interested in in a choosable path adventure uh book based on hamlet or rather that Hamlet is based on as uh as the Kickstarter page likes to mention <laughs> uh, you can you can get in on the action the uh, the listed uh pledge rewards have actually changed quite a bit because of all the stretch goals and that sort of thing that have happened oh. over the course of the uh, of the uh of the thing it's got eight days to go, so you can jump in on it now
1: yeah get on board like I was going through the um the the pledge rewards uh this afternoon myself and there's some you know what what makes a good kickstarter for me or you know or indiegogo or all these websites is is the pledges you know you you come across some where it's like pledge one dollar then pledge a hundred dollars then pledge a thousand dollars with no leniency in between whereas this one has lots of different packs you know 15 20 25 you know then all the way up to a thousand if you know that that's kind of money you got but uh What you get for the pledges looks really sweet, you know, like digital copies of the book, physical copies of the book, you know, autographed copies of the book, and all this sort of stuff. And it's it's actually very, it looks fantastic,
0: right? And like, and part of the uh, part of the stretch goals that have happened over the course of it. Uh, have done, it's done things like the, uh, the, the hardcover version of the book is now going to have a dust jacket, which is a choose your own dust jacket, of course. (laughs) Uh, so you've got, you can have, um, you can flip it around and have different, uh, different covers. Uh, but, and the, the book is like completely illustrated now, thanks to all the stretch goals and it's going to be in full color. Uh, and a certain pledge and hire are all going to receive a Paul Yorick, uh, plush skull. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Uh, and it's going to have like, there, there's going to be a sequel now because of the stretch goals. And there is the pre, the prequel, uh, to Hamlet. Paul Yorick is also, (laughs) is also being, is also being released as a book that comes with it. Great! So there's, so there's heaps of stuff. Uh, so basically, you're just buying a book, uh, yeah. and I think every, uh, everybody should be should be interested in this uh, from any kind of like and the from any kind of uh, background. You know, even if you hate Hamlet, but you like jokes, then yeah. you know it's good for you. If you if you like Hamlet and you want to read something that's a little bit different and and kind of, uh, get into it, then that's, you know, obviously gonna, it's, it's obviously going to do something for you. Uh, it's a good way of, you know, getting, uh, kids into Hamlet or, well, it's actually, it's, a, it's an adult's book, but look, we'll, you know, kids, air quotes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know, the kid in all of us, uh, or, you know, or if, you know, it's a, a student is, you know, wanting to get into Hamlet, but, you know, can't quite get past the, uh, the, the shakespearean yeah yep, alas and alack and yeah yeah uh <laughs> then they can they can get into it so it's, it's heaps it's like there's heaps of stuff going for it uh which is excellent excellent
1: yeah so yeah just get on board it's eight days left to go and uh hey it's christmas you gotta know someone who, who who digs shakespeare man.
0: That's right, and they uh, they will be sending out uh, cards for Christmas because obviously the book's not going to arrive in time for Christmas. But you can provide a card and say, "P.S. I owe you one awesome book." Yeah, fantastic Christmas late bonus Christmas present. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so, but really, you, you can't go wrong unless unless of course you choose the wrong adventure, <laughs>
1: or you choose the right adventure and still end up dead
0: yeah you yeah, know that's always that's always a possibility <laughs> uh right so look let's uh let's change track a bit uh i i actually would like to quickly mention uh kind of moving back to the world of iOS uh Google Maps today got uh released a got released today today Google released a new app for iOS uh, which is the Google Maps I, uh, app, and it literally, like, as of recording, it literally got released a few hours ago. Uh, and uh, so, so my notes changed from being Google note, Google Maps may be released tonight to being Google Maps has been released. Yep. Uh, so I've had a bit of a play with this, uh, which you know, it, and it's look, it's important to note. Uh, why this is such a big thing and why this is kind of uh an important topic. And it's because and I'm sure I'm sure you kind of get this and you've probably seen all the th- the bits and pieces uh going on about uh Apple Maps. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So uh Apple Maps is notoriously bad. Uh it you know it's it's got A lot of data problems one of the one, actually this not just just this last week there's been uh reports um that uh the whole town of mildura in new south wales isn't new south wales it's in australia anyway uh the whole like the whole town was in the wrong place (laughs) (laughs) uh it was in the middle of a national park and so the police were warning everybody not to use Apple Maps because uh if you tried to get to Mildura you were basically ending up in the middle of a national park in the middle of nowhere. Uh a good That's like a you know lo- so it was a- and it was a long way away from where Mildura actually was. So uh Apple has fixed it now because you know they jumped on that and they they you know they they to their credit, they're pretty much committed to, you know, to fixing the problems that they're having with, with, uh, with maps. Yeah. Uh, but look, that, that's not to say that it doesn't have problems. And, uh, for the benefit of of everyone, I did just say, I did just say on a recording. So it's going to go down in history. (laughs) Or at least until his recording gets deleted from the server. Uh, I did just say that there is a problem with the product that Apple has made.
1: That's unbelievable. It's... I nearly I nearly fell
0: off my chair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so um, everybody's been kind of hoping that Google Maps would be released as a native app because the web the web version is not great uh, when you're trying to use it as a like on the go. Um, Yep. like pulling it up and it took a while to load and you know it, it would it was just a, it was a pain the, yeah. the the google maps web app it's not the sort of thing that you want to be pulling out when you're you know running to catch a bus you know so uh this afternoon they released uh they released a native app for for iphones and ipods i guess yep uh, which which access which provides some of the stuff that has been missing since uh, the Apple Maps took over, like uh, transit directions. It right. also adds in uh, traffic data, which is kind of nice. So it shows up on on all the streets. You know, it shows up a little red or green line to show you whether or not it's good traffic or bad traffic. Oh,
1: nice, nice
0: uh it doesn't it looks it looks like one of google's ios apps so it doesn't look native really uh it's you know very flat and kind of uh kind of different but that's not necessarily a bad thing it looks you know it's it's not a it's not a bad looking app it's a little different to uh some of the some of the native apps but that's okay we we'll, uh, you know i the the apps i make don't necessarily look quite like native apps either yeah. uh although this is probably a little bit you know a little bit worse <laughs> Not worse, but you know, it's it's probably a little bit you know more so, uh, more more different, more different, differenter, uh, less similar. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Uh, it's different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, it's it's a it's a good. I think I think it's a good app to have on your on your phone. Um, if you if you typically catch buses like I do I catch buses so having uh having the transit uh transit directions is handy cuz I like to know you know when the next bus is going to be coming and that sort of thing and uh yeah. sometimes it's just not feasible to you know look at the computer and and figure that out because you're already standing at the bus stop
1: yeah yeah uh
0: so that look that was uh released this afternoon it's a little bit janky in places so it's not like it's not as smooth as I'd like it to be but it's still pretty good and I've <laughs> It, it does take a, a few few seconds to load it is uh, uh it took took 4 seconds for me uh i have heard up to about 7 or 8 seconds so
1: no that's my I, I can handle that kind of wait you know yeah. um, I'm, I'm actually uh, i didn't realize it was out yet so i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to download that uh, once we're done here because uh you know with the apple maps you know I, I became so reliant on them you know what i mean that every sure. time I just punch in... i've got a friend who lives um up uh, in North Belconnen area and i used to just you know hit his hit his address and it would take me straight there but uh now you have to rely on your memory you yeah. and so like i'm always ending up in like dunlop you know, i get to dunlop <laughs> like, oh man i realize i missed the turn and like i've been to i've been to this guy's place you know dozens of times but i always miss that one turn cuz i don't have the yeah you know, no. the map uh
0: the directions so uh yep. yeah
1: I'm looking forward to downloading this and uh you know so I can get to my mate's place.
0: <laughs> good good. I'm glad that we're, you're not going to get lost. We'd hate we'd hate for you to end up in uh in in the middle of a national park. Um, or in or, or in Mildura. You, you may end up in Mildura without even trying. <laughs> might be looking for the national park and end up in Mildura. Right, right. That's 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 how you do it. See, if yeah. you're trying to go to Mildura, then what you do is you just try and go to the national park and you end up in Mildura. That's yeah. clearly the only way to do it. So,
1: scientifically proven.
0: Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. 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 So... The other thing uh, that has kind of been happening in the last few weeks is that there's been a whole lot of movie trailers that have dropped. Oh yeah. Have you noticed how many movie trailers have dropped recently? Like it's been pretty it's been pretty crazy. Yeah,
1: I think what what you start noticing is announcements of the trailers. Yeah, and then that's true, and, and that's when you know you get into you know crunch time.
0: And and it's it's like in the last year or so have you noticed that some that a few movies have released trailers for the trailer
1: yeah yeah man <laughs> it's weird it's like it's, it's
0: out of control <laughs> yeah yeah because everybody looks forward to these you know to the trailers and, and stuff or you know uh, quite a lot of people do yeah uh because you know everybody's interested in seeing what's you know what movies are going to be coming up and whether or not they're going to be good and all that sort of stuff yeah and so uh, a couple of movies. I think I think Star Trek was one of them actually that released a trailer for the trailer uh f- for their first uh, for their first kind of uh yeah. trailer. Uh and speaking of Star Trek, they released in the, they released a new trailer this week. They uh, did indeed. I will put the link in the show notes as I do for everything else. Uh and all the stuff that we've talked about so far there will be a link in the show notes for 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 quite a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, but for this trailer, yes, the link will be in the show notes. Uh, I have to say, it's it's looking more and more interesting. Are you? How, how do you feel about this?
1: Well, I um, I I've never been a real Trekkie, you know. And um,
0: I, I believe mean, I believe the uh, the term is trekker. Just, trekker, just quietly.
1: See, that's that's how that's how much I'm out of the uh, the scene. You see,
0: there you go. But,
1: um, I mean, I, I used to watch some Next Generation back in the day, but. Um, I really enjoyed the first Star Trek film and, uh, you know, with what they did, I think it was a, a happy uh, balance to please old fans and the new fans. You know, when they, when yep. they try one or the other, they spoil it for both normally but um, I really enjoyed it and checking out this trailer for the new one, again, I'm not sure if the, um, oh, what's, what, what's, what's the British actor's name playing the bad guy?
0: That would be Benedict Cumberbatch.
1: That's the guy. That's the guy. Um, now I'm not sure if he's playing an established character from old school Star, Star Trek or, or not. You know, but um, he, he he seems very menacing in this trailer, and he I does. like it. I like he does. it. Does you
0: know? actually? There's a, there's a lot of speculation on on who the villain uh, is. Right. Uh, uh, we have a name for the villain. Right. Uh, I'm just looking it up because uh, I'm not. I can't remember off the top of my head. We do have a name. It's uh, John Harrison.
1: Right.
0: So, but that doesn't tell us anything because that's not that's not a a, a Star Trek villain, or at least yeah. I don't think it is. Uh, mm-hmm. So a few people think that it's you know one one old school villain, and a few people think that it's an old, another old school villain. Yeah. Uh, I won't go into who those people are because I don't really we don't we don't do spoilers. On, Run. on uh on here so well we try not to anyway so uh for the benefit of those watching there is a lot of speculation uh, watching for the benefit <laughs> of those listening and possibly watching look possibly. If, if if any of our my listeners are our listeners are standing outside of either of our windows <laughs> right now uh well a creepy yeah. but also you know good on you for yeah, we uh, for being a good for, effort. <laughs> yeah you, you you're clearly dedicated to the podcast <laughs> uh for the benefit of the for the listeners uh listening as listeners <laughs> do uh there is a lot of speculation uh on the villain uh and who it might be as far as uh established villains are uh, but nobody actually knows yet, and nobody's telling. And I think it's big. It's it's all a big secret that JJ is trying to trying to keep, uh, which is I like. I really admire that because I so often you go to the movies and something has been spoiled in the the trailer already. Yeah. And look, there probably is a lot of hints in the trailer. And I remember that when this trailer dropped, that there was actually talk that there was a huge spoiler in it. Uh, yeah. in relation to who one of the villains might be and yeah. what the storyline might be uh you know referencing but you know I, like I, and I'm I, I'll i be I'll be honest I'm not a, I'm not a trekker either uh I I got I, I I you know I got into the I got into the old series because of the these new these new movies. Yep. yep. Uh and I I have you know I've I've watched a few of the old series and you know really enjoyed it. And of, you know of course I'm 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 you know uh I'm Ugh. Familiar—that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Look, I am yeah. familiar with uh, with you know Spock and Kirk and all that sort of stuff, and you know uh, Jean Luc Picard. And yep. I do read the, uh, as previously mentioned, I read the uh, the Star Trek uh, Doctor Who crossover comic at the moment yep. uh, because I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. Uh, so I'm not like i I don't know a lot about the old series. I do know some of the villains that they that they think that it might be, so uh look it looks interesting. it does look like it's going to be a little bit darker i kind of i i kind of i'm feeling uh nolan's influence on this on uh on movie making in general in this yeah did, did you pick up on that i did agree you, yeah did you notice the uh that the uh the The poster that they released around the same time was basically a rip-off of the Batman poster yes. for, for Dark Knight yeah, Rises. For sure, uh, yeah. So it's got the, you know, it's got the, like, broken buildings forming the symbol. That's uh, right. Which was, you know, straight out of the Dark Knight Rises poster. I thought that was uh, a little funny. Yeah. Uh, so it, it does look like it's going to be a little bit darker, probably a bit more somber than the previous one, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be bad. Yeah i'm very much interested in uh in going to seeing it
1: yeah and what i'm interested in is um an old school favorite of mine peter weller known most commonly for robocop right now he's he's um he's going to be in it and All again right. you know there's speculation whether he's going to be a villain or or no one's no one's really been out uh, outspoken as to what his actual role is but, yep um yeah, this is like he he's making a bit of a comeback these days, you know? So I'm I'm really interested to um to see him on the screen again and uh see what he's got for us, you know?
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I hadn't actually realized that he was going to be in it. Well, yeah, I mean,
1: it came to my attention he recently um did the voice for for Batman in um uh Dark Knight Returns uh animated cartoon show. Yep. Um and uh it's just from there you know that uh, i learned that he was actually going to be in this as well and um i mean it it's already such a good cast you know he's just like the, the cherry on top sort of thing you know
0: right right yeah no absolutely so I, I i'm looking forward to seeing this and i know that even if i wasn't i'd still be dragged along to it because uh my wife is very much into it i played at the trailer the other day uh when i'd seen that it, dro- it dropped and uh, she sat up... For, after it ended, she sat up on the couch and looked at me with this giant grin on her face. <laughs> uh, very cute. Uh, yeah. And uh, so she's she's clearly excited about it as well. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely be there myself, you know. So speaking of uh, Nolan-influenced franchises... There is a also recently was a couple of days ago I think that it dropped uh the man the latest man of steel um, trailer dropped. Yeah, yeah, baby. Uh this the, the the see I've I've played this now for a few different people and the reaction has been mixed. Yeah. Uh I've had people kind of go, "Oh, wow, that looks amazing. That's going to be awesome." And I've also had people go, "Oh, it's a t- it's totally a, a Christopher Nolan ripoff of Batman and I'm like yeah. I might like, you realize that Christopher Nolan is actually involved in this um, Yeah. you know even if it is kind of a little bit you know re- he's a little bit removed from it but he's still involved in it and I'm pretty yeah. sure did his brother write it yeah, Jonathan um I, no,
1: actually no, I'm sure it was um David S. Goya you know he writes all these comic book movies um but um Actually I'm looking it up now, yeah. Christopher Nolan also co wrote it with David Esquire.
0: Right. So Christopher was involved in the writing. Yep. Uh so like it it it's looking like a a darker, grittier version of uh, you know, Superman, uh which is a big change from previous previous movies.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like it's I I'm one of the excited party. Okay, I've never been a Superman fan as far as comics and things are concerned. Um, I, you know, watched the movies when I was a kid and whatnot. I'm severely disappointed by that last film, um, but when I see this trailer, I, I get excited for it. Um, yeah, you know, like Zack Snyder, yeah, he makes good films.
0: He has yep. made a few, um, a few good ones.
1: A few good ones. A few good ones. <laughs> now I know everyone. Everyone gives him health for. Um, uh, what's it called? Um, Sucker Punch. Yeah, didn't like uh, it. Like, Notice, yeah.
0: noticed that it didn't get it didn't get mentioned in the the list of movies yeah. that he had made on the. Uh... Yeah,
1: well, I mean, and, and that's the thing, you know. Just to stray the Sucker Punch for a bit visually, that was spectacular. You know what I mean? To, to yeah, watch, it was, it, it was incredible. Um, I, I think the man just needs a bit of guidance when he writes a. Yeah, because that's out of all his films he's made, that's the only one he's written. You know, so you know if he's got someone to guide him in his story writing, fantastic. But I mean, I've 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 enjoyed his movie movies. I like his um, his stylistic violence he brings to the movies.
0: Yeah, he's got a very uh, distinct visual style.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. and, and yeah I'm, I'm actually really excited to, 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 to check this um, to check man of Steel out, you know
0: so am I and to go a bit to go a bit nerdy on you here yeah. uh, so, so this week I, I was uh, once the trailer dropped and there was a bit of talk about it on Twitter, one of the things that was mentioned uh, on Twitter, which came from uh, Ryan North, actually right the aforementioned uh, favorite writer of mine uh he has there's a there's a uh, a little a little theory that he hosts on his uh on his website it's called the unified theory of superman's powers right okay have you have you ever ever seen this i have not i have not so all right so this is a a theory written by a guy called ben Tippett uh back in 2009 okay and basically it's a bit of a theory trying to uh explain how superman what, how Superman has all these powers
1: yep how he uh, does what he does
0: how he does what he does, and in fact he like trying to not just trying to uh explain like how things you know how the powers work but trying to link them all together so that it makes you know sense that they he would be able to have all of these powers okay right. Right? So, uh, you know, the, the, the powers that Superman has, uh, you know, things like, you know, he's got, he's super, like, you know, he's resistant to, you know, to things, uh, to, yep. you know, physical damage. Yep. Uh, he has the ability to, to like, move really quickly, so, you know, he can run, like, at super speeds and stuff. Yep. Uh, he has extreme strength, so, you know, he can lift a whole building, whatever. Yep. He can fly. He can indeed. Uh, he has X-ray vision. Yep. And heat vision. And heat vision. And he can like freeze things with his breath. Super cold breath. Yep. Mm-hmm. So all these really kind of random powers yep. that you know basically have you know accrued over the years of that Superman has kind of uh, been in you know comics and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and you know because he started out with you know not all of these but uh, over the years he's you know, become the superman that we all know and you know, love. Yeah. Uh and so this theory tries to bring them all together. Right, right. Uh so the 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 trailer that just dropped for Man of Steel mm-hmm. proves this kind of okay. proves this theory could be true because yep. of if you look at the way that you know when you know the part where he kind of goes into he he he's kind of puts his fist to the ground and then all this kind of pebbles and stuff move around his yeah, fist and like, start start yep. changing and then he just goes whoosh, and takes off
1: yep sonic boom moment
0: yeah yep right so uh, basically that's been caused by superman's actual power cuz he has one power basically that kind of he uses to control like to do all the other powers that he has. So the, conclu- the 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 theory kind of goes through all the powers and explains, you know, what they all are and explains how they would work and you know the problems with them and that sort of thing. And right. then basically it comes down to uh the his unified power is just simply that he can change the uh, he can alter the inertial mass of objects. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he can move the center of you know gravity in an object, or he can, and he can make it lighter. Okay. Uh, you know, and it it goes through the, this hot. Like, look, I'm not going to explain it completely. Uh, I'll explain it as it as it works to the trailer. So, yeah. you know, when he flies, right. Uh, and let me find the bit where he, about where he flies, so his ability to fly comes from his ability to uh, change the mass of the air around him
1: okay right you
0: know, he can he can lower his own mass and then he can increase the mass of the air uh, with which he's in, like, that he 's in contact with, and then he oh. can sustain by just basically pushing the heavy air around him to that holds him up right. Right, so you know yeah. the, the the movement of all the bits and pieces around his fist is actually all of that air becoming like heavy.
1: Right, actually, I, I can see that. You so, know?
0: so this uh, this unified theory uh, seems to be uh, proven by the latest Superman trailer.
1: Well, that, that that's actually pretty awesome. That's.
0: I'm gonna. So I'm uh, gonna to have to go and have a think about
1: that, but uh, <laughs> I, I like. I like where you're coming from.
0: Well, for, uh, if you if you'd like to uh, to read the rest of it and how it applies to all these other different powers, uh, I'll put the link for that in the show notes. I thought it was uh, quite interesting. Uh, it's it's definitely a little nice, little bit of reading if you're uh, in, if you if you're keen on the whole thing, idea of you know linking si- Superman's powers to which is which is you know something that is completely unscientific uh, yeah. and and moving it, trying to you know make it you know. Kind of make make it scientific so that you can kind of pretend that he's real.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean that's the thing, you know. You, I I always imagine that you know, well, who was it Joe? I think Joe Siegel invented um, Superman, but I, right. I just imagine him sitting down talking to, um, oh, jeez, what's his name? The guy Bob Kane who invented Batman, right. I've always had this scenario in my head where they're sitting opposite to each other, and Bob Kane's like, and 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 um, Joe's like, listen, I've invented this guy. He's called Superman. And then Bob Kane's like, listen, I've invented this guy called uh, I've invented this guy too, and he's got uh, super strength. And then Joe's like, no, no, my guy's got it. Oh, okay, well, my guy's got freezing breath. No, 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 my guy's already got that too. You know, going on and on, <laughs> on just snatching up every power that this other guy can think of, sort of thing. But. Yeah. Uh, I think it's I, I think it's really cool that someone, you know, seven decades later, has actually thought about it instead of just saying, you know, he's he's a he's a a human uh, solar panel and he just absorbs the sun's energy and that gives him his strength, you know. But sitting down and scientifically, you know, making a bit of sense from it, you know,
0: I like it. I like it. Right. And this, like this, and this theory goes into like it goes into all the it It's got it's got a few uh, algorithms in there that uh, may or may not make sense. Just to, to people that don't make sense to me, <laughs> I I'm not an algorithm guy. But yeah. uh, you know they, or at least I'm a I'm a very basic algorithm guy, and these are a little bit beyond me. <laughs> uh, so you know they, it it goes into the detail into yeah. the detail. So it's very nerdy, very nerdy. Loving it. Cool. Um, now, as far as that trailer is concerned.
1: Um, I think the cast looks incredible. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Amy Adams. And even though she's on the trailer for three seconds. Yeah, if that. But what I love about her being on that trailer is that in that three seconds, and, you know, you judge a movie by a trailer, you know, like you judge a book by its cover. You know what I mean? You've got to take what you can. and And, right. and I've really been I've, – I've watched this trailer – 58 times or something ridiculous like that since it dropped yesterday. And um, what I really love about a- Amy Adams playing Lois Lane is um, just in the moment, because you have that moment and she looks at him and they hold hands. And it's like instead of Lois Lane just being, okay, she's a smart girl, smart mouth, always damsel in distress, it's mm-hmm. like she's, she's giving Superman his emotional strength. Right in, in that scene, you know, which yep. I, I, I have a feeling that that scene is, as you've seen on the posters, Superman being led away in uh, chains. Yep. Um, and I've got a feeling that's right before he's arrested or whatever happens there. Um, yep. But th- this is another thing that excites me about this movie is it's – I think it's going to be a real character piece. You know what I mean? It's not just yeah. about uh, a guy in tights and a cape punching holes in things. Um, everything about that trailer just screams you know a real character piece, and we 're really going to have a look at Superman Clark Kent Kal-El, whatever um the person um that like we 've never seen before and 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 moments like that um, gives me hope for the other character yeah you know, Lois Lane is going to be more of a, a an emotional uh i want to say crutch but that 's not quite the word i 'm looking for, but you know more of a
0: Somebody that he can lean on? Exactly.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. You know, um, and that seems to be the theme of this movie from the trailer is, um, you know, that it's he's not just, hey, I'm Superman, I can do anything. He he has the weight of the world on his shoulders, you know? Sure. And she gives him, you know, she's sort of a source of strength for him, you know? Yeah. Um, which, okay, and this kind of leads me, okay, again, judging a movie by its trailer I'm I have I have a few theories as to what the story is actually going to be. Okay. Okay. Um they're obviously retelling the origin of the story. Yep. Okay. Um uh what's the gent's name playing General Zod? Michael Shannon. Okay. My theory is that General Zod comes to Earth before Kal-El Superman Clark Kent, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think he comes to Earth and gets rowdy, maybe tries to take over. Uh, Yeah, I'm not exactly sure how that's going to play out. Um, And then that's the driving force for when Clark gets to Earth, everyone's saying you've got to hide what you can do because there's already this seeded distrust for these extraterrestrials that are coming to Earth and getting rowdy on the human race, right? Right, right. I, I just—I mean—a couple of things makes me think this. Um, the fact that let me have a look here. Um, I, I think the way that Clark um, Kent, played by Kevin Costner, there's this. Yep. Okay, there's the scene where uh, young Clark Kent pulls the bus out of the water. The little boy was going to drown, and there's talking about the little boy saw Clark Kent super strength bringing this bus out of the water. Yep. Straight after that, um, park Kent, Kevin Costner is talking to the boy and, and the boy actually says, what was I supposed to do? Let him die? Because um, Par's saying, listen, you've got to hide what you can do. You can't let people know what you can do. What am I supposed to do? Let him die? And then Par Kent actually says, well, maybe, you know? And it's like the park Kent that we've seen in every movie, in every comic book, he wouldn't say listen, you might have to let people die. It makes me think that the, um, the stakes of people finding out that he's got any powers is so much higher than anything we've seen before. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. um, then there's, you know, there's, there's a scene of him as an adult. and He's looking off screen. You can't really see who he's talking to where he's saying, um, you know, I've got so many questions, where do I even come from sort of thing. And I, I have a feeling, and again, it's just a hunch, and I could be way off, but I have a feeling that he's actually talking to Zod in that moment as well, right? Right. But what wasn't in the trailer that's really made me start thinking along this way was a leaked title of an upcoming Lego set, right? Which is, it's been titled as a Superman movie tie in, and it's called Black Zero. Okay, so Lego, you know, everyone knows Lego, yeah. But what, what Black Zero was in the comic books was um, General Zod's invasion force. Okay, okay, so whether I mean, whether this it's something else or but the, it makes me believe that Zod has attempted to invade Earth at some stage. Maybe Krypton's blown up and he's trying to find a place for him and the surviving Kryptonians to live. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Superman's yep. turned up. Later, as a kid, um, that's what all the distrust of the superpowered characters comes from, sort of thing. You know, Um, that's just that's just my brain thinking too much. But I've got I've got a feeling (laughs) that's where the story is going to go, and that's why. And that's why when he shows himself, he turns up in the Superman costume. The government, the police, whatever is like, hang on a minute, no good. That's why he's taken away in chains. Because he's, you know, they they realise he's one of this invading force that came years or whatever beforehand, you know. Yeah, sure. That's, I mean, that's just that's just my theory from watching the trailer 158 times, you know. But uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a that's it's certainly an interesting take. I'd, I'd, yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll, I guess we'll see. Mm. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I think it
1: it all does weigh on you know, Park Kent saying, well, listen, maybe some lives are um, expendable, sort of thing. You know, for the greater good, and it's like, well, it's, yeah. yeah I, I just think the stakes have got to be pretty damn high for Parkin to be talking
0: like that. To be you talking know. like that, yeah, sure. Yeah, look, look. No, it but, looks like it, it looks like it's going to be a good, like an interesting movie, uh, and certainly, certainly interesting if you are at all interested in like Superman or even just superhero films, uh, because this is this is the sort of thing that. Uh, a lot of people people have been going oh, how can how can you make like how can you do such a, you know a light hearted kind of you know s- silly type you know of comic book uh, hero as a as a dark you know movie you know and it was guaranteed that it was going to happen with christopher nolan 's uh, influence on on the on the film so you know it it'll, I, I think it 'll be interesting to see just how even how they've have Gone about that, and whether or not it's uh, whether or not it's going to be as dark as you know the the, the Dark Knight, uh, you know it, that still stands to be seen. But you know, I I, I think it's going to be worth worth a watch.
1: Oh uh, yeah, like I said, man. I mean, I can tell I'm excited, man. I'm really
0: good, good uh so so there there are even there's still trailers there are still trailers we've only really talked about two but uh so the other one that is that is uh has dropped uh recently there's another one uh called oblivion and uh I, i gotta be honest this had kind of this kind of came out of nowhere for me um i was just kind of browsing around the web the other day and kind of came across this It may actually have dropped dropped a while ago, but I think it's relatively recent that it dropped. Um, So this is a this is an interesting looking uh, sci fi movie kind of set after humans have left Earth or whatever, uh, which is you know it's comes from the director of Tron Legacy and uh, the producer of Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which are two films that I really enjoyed. Yeah. you know they were, they were very good uh both in their you know in in their their different ways uh so it looks really interesting and it's got uh you know it it seems to have lots of uh it's kind of sci-fi you know sp- spaceships and that sort of thing in it uh it's also got Tom Cruise in it uh, and uh yeah it's got Tom Cruise in it <laughs> <laughs> uh Look, see, I, I, I'm I, of this... I'm of the mind recently. Tom Cruise has done a lot of good films recently. Even if he is a complete nut nutjob. <laughs> uh, and, you know, uh, a lot of people have kind of... You know, have kind of taken the same kind of thing... Kind of feeling about the movie. Oh, that looks really interesting. Oh, it's got Tom Cruise in it. Right, okay. Moving along. Uh... But I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt, because Tom Cruise has done pretty well as far as movies are concerned, even if he, you know, is a bit wacky.
1: I, what you... I think particularly this kind of movie, Yeah, I think it still does really well as the action star, you know, that if it's a good sit back popcorn movie, yep. I don't mind him, you know. I'm not going to watch a documentary on him. I'm not going to watch any interviews with him because, like, like everyone knows, he's a crackpot. But as far as you know, being an actor doing the action sequences, I think he's still got it. You know?
0: Yeah. See, and I, I think you know he's he's done really well. Uh, the most recent uh, Mission Impossible movie was really good. Yep. Uh, yep. I really enjoyed it. Um, and, yeah, you know, he's, he's been in a couple of really kind of more lighter movies like the night and day one, uh, not long ago. I think that might've been a year or so ago, you know, so he's doing, he's doing movies that are at least, you know, kind of a bit fun. Uh, and he, he's definitely not ruined the movie except for the fact that he's Tom Cruise. Uh, you know, and so I, I think that's, you know, I, I think that's pretty commendable and, Look, to be honest, if anybody can do uh, a good, you know, can do science fiction well, it's got to be the Scientologists, yeah. <laughs> Given that you know the whole the whole thing is based on you know, a, you know the writings of a science fiction writer, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I, I think that uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see. I, I kind of you know I watched through the trailer and I I kind of you know ignored the fact that it was Tom Cruise and I got to the end and I said yeah I'd I'd watch that. Yeah. You know, it it looks interesting, and it's got you know, it's got some uh, some interesting ideas. It is one of those trailers that I feel like it's given uh, given too much away. Yeah, where I, I kind of feel like oh, I probably would have worked, f- you know, liked to have s- seen that in the movie as opposed to in the trailer. Yeah, uh, I can understand why they did it because you know to get to capture your attention. Uh, but you know, I, you know, it's, it's, I, I like, I like a trailer that can get you visually, can get you with, you know, a little bit of character bits and here and there, and then kind of leave the story to the, to the movie. Yeah. Because otherwise I I feel like, you know, I, I know what's going on and it gives me time. It gives my brain time to, to kind of think about it subconsciously. And then I get in there and I'm like, okay, this is going to happen next. (laughs) And now we're going to do this.
1: A trailer can make or break a movie. Like I remember um, Unbreakable by Shyamalan. Yep. Uh, That trailer showed, I mean, I know we're going back here, but that trailer showed nothing. It showed you Bruce Willis was in it. It showed you Samuel Jackson was in it. It told you it was by the guy who did Sixth Sense, and that was it. Yep. Um, And I went and watched that, and it was such a mind-blowing experience, not knowing anything to happen. Not knowing what's going to happen, you know. Um, And then there's the other flip side where it's um, there was that movie Contagion, which starred that girl from Dexter. She plays Dexter's
0: sister. I know the one. I can't think of her name. Where in that trailer,
1: they literally give away the last scene of the
0: movie. I hate that.
1: You're watching it and you know, you've seen it in the trailer. You see this scene in the movie and then the credits roll and you're like, what the hell, man? You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, you know, it's, I personally think the less the better. But having said that, mate, I eat up trailers. I eat up you know, TV bits and they drop clips and all this stuff. I eat it all up and then watch the movie and like, oh, I should have. Not watched all that. You
0: know? <laughs> I completely understand. I 100% understand.
1: Yeah, but I um, in this movie, uh, Oblivion, the the poster dropped about a week ago. Um, tiny picture of Tom Cruise it looks like he's standing in front of the I don't know if it's the Eiffel Tower or it's some towers that have sort of uh, fossilized, and there's a waterfall running over them and whatnot. Yeah, yep, uh, that. Yep. V- image basically told me what I feel like I needed to know You okay. know what I mean? it's like okay obviously post-apocalyptic you know what I mean it's got to be no one living in those buildings there's a waterfall running over the top Tom Cruise is a lone man standing there you know Will Smith I am legend type thing you know um yeah so I mean it it's sort of yeah, going into the trailers too much. It seems that in that trailer we've been introduced to a heap of the secondary characters. Um, we, I mean, I don't, I don't want to spoil it in case people haven't seen the trailer yet, but um, yeah, it, it just seems like we know too much of what's going on. You know, going into the movie, you're going to know a bit too much sort
0: of thing. Sure. So if, for the listener's benefit, if you haven't seen the trailer for Oblivion and you plan to go and see it, uh, or int- are interested in seeing it, then try to avoid this, the trailer, and you'll I think you'll appreciate it a lot more.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think, I think so as well. Yeah.
0: So the other trailer that's the other trailer that's dropped. Uh, <laughs> I keep saying that the other trailer that's dropped. The other trailer that's dropped. So there's there's another trailer that dropped uh, this afternoon, in fact. And I know you're excited about this because I saw your tweet on it and you were just like, oh, my God, it's amazing. Uh, so it was Pacific Rim. Yes. And so this is a new movie that's coming from uh, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro, yep. I probably said that wrong. Uh, Man. Which is kind of... it. it kind of, look, it, it looks interesting. I, I was... Uh, I have to be honest. I was underwhelmed by the trailer. I sat there and watched it, and kind of got through it, and I was like, "Oh, okay, okay, I can." Okay, and that was about that was about the extent of my reaction. But clearly, you liked it. I
1: I, I liked it. Um, Del Toro is my favorite filmmaker. Um, so having him helming the the, the film excites me a lot. Um. You know, I mean, they could have given it to a bunch of different people who would have just, you know, made a, another Transformers or whatever. But, um, Del, Del Toro is an artist as far as his films are concerned. Um, I've got every single one of his, uh, films that he's ever made. Um, he, his history is, um, basically horror films, but even his horror films, he puts enough care, and design into it as you'd expect someone from, from an art house film. So his his films, although sort of horror, horror films have, they're just so beautiful. And so, yeah, knowing he's at, at the, at the helm of this film, I'm really looking forward to something special. Um,
0: yeah, well it certainly looked good. Like it it had a lot of uh of interesting uh shots and you know effects and uh the robots and the monsters and stuff like that. Uh the the I'm going I'm just going to come out and say it, it was the Clo- I'm pretty sure it was the Cloverfield monster. Uh they <laughs> they always are these days, aren't they? Um yeah.
1: Uh, I, what I'm what I'm really interested to see about this film is it's so obviously um cg heavy whereas a lot of del toro's films what what i love about his style is he doesn't rely on um cgi very much he he likes to um to bring a nice balance of practical effects and cgi to the film to the point where a lot of the time it's it's seamless but i know with a film like this with uh you know a hundred foot tall robots and you know i am really interested to see how he, how he goes with such a, a cg heavy film and it's got some of my favorite actors of all time in it as well and um i just think it's a it's 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 a a package that's been
0: bundled up just for me have you have you ever watched uh have you sorry watched have you ever played uh portal the the computer game portal
1: i'm familiar with the game and i've seen some uh, i've seen people play it and Um, so I am familiar with it, but no, I'm not, uh, I've never actually played it.
0: Okay. So, uh, in portal there, there is a computer, like an AI computer, uh, character, I guess, uh, called GLaDOS. Uh, she's, she, she's basically the, the bad guy of the, of the, of the first game, uh, first portal game and stars uh, quite significantly in the in the second one uh and is uh also a bit of a, a bad <laughs> a, a bad seed uh in in the second game uh the, the, there is there's uh, some announcements that are coming across in the uh in the in the trailer for Pacific Rim that are saying things like uh you know suits coming online and stuff like that yep. the voice that is doing that is almost identical to the voice of GLaDOS.
1: Yeah, right. Okay.
0: Uh, so that's, uh, and it's got, you know, she, cause she's got like a really musical quality to, to her voice, you know, uh, and it, it it's it's almost identical uh, to to the Glados voice from Portal. So for those for those gamers who are interested in uh, in you know in seeing what Glados is up to these days, you know, watch the watch the Pacific Rim trailer, and you'll see that she she guest stars in the as as the like an announcement type of voice. Uh, oh, not nice. This
1: movie, yeah, you know, I think it's sort of the same with the the, the Superman movie in that the online response seems to be 50 50 50 50 you know some people are saying look that looks incredible other people are saying look if i want to watch godzilla versus king kong i'll watch godzilla versus king kong
0: right look i I mean it, it it probably is interesting i was underwhelmed by the trailer uh but that's not to say that you know i'm it's not to say that i won't watch it again and you know and find something uh that i that i find interesting in it so who, who knows yeah and i mean, I
1: mean you know how it is you, you watch you know a film or a tv show and you learn to trust people who make stuff that you like and and you know what you like is you know everyone likes different things but as far as del toro is concerned i've pretty much learned that whatever he brings out it's 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 my flavor sure so although this isn't the kind of movie he normally makes you know um like you know he did pan's labyrinth he did uh mimic many years ago he did blade 2 and hellboy Mm -hmm.
0: Um,
1: so although this isn't really that kind of you know horror edge type story although it's got monsters um i know you know he 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 likes the things i like um he brings a movie he packages a movie the way i I like it um and so i you know uh same with you know Zack Snyder with the uh Superman flick it's just like i feel like you know you can trust that act, that you can trust that director not to screw you over sort of thing i can anyway because it's it's you know in the past he suited my my style you know
0: yeah that's fair like, look when when a director you know produces a whole lot of stuff that you really enjoy, uh, I think it's fair to say that you probably have a good chance at least of uh, of enjoying you know the things that they that they make uh, outside of you know the things that you've already enjoyed. I know that I have a very similar affinity for Stephen Moffat uh who is um you know the guy behind sherlock and doctor who currently uh and you know he wrote he was involved in the writing of you know tintin and stuff like that and uh you know I feel very much the same about you know the stuff that he gets involved in because I you know I've so far I've enjoyed you know pretty much all the things that he's he's produced that I've you know that I've seen so I I feel like I can you know I can trust that he will you know not let me down
1: yeah, yeah, and I mean, plus, you know, this has got, um, you know, Ron Perlman. in it. He's my favorite actor of all time.
0: Yeah, he I mean, he played Hellboy, didn't he? And went in the Hellboy movies.
1: He's on the TV show um, Sons of Anarchy right now.
0: Yep, I know you watched that.
1: Yep, I love that show as well. <laughs> with another star of it, Charlie Hunnam. He's the young looking.
0: Okay, I don't know. Um, and then are you familiar with Idris Elba? Idris Elba is from, I know, uh, from, uh, Idris from uh, Thor.
1: Yep, he was in Thor. Um, he, I think, he was in the Wire. Okay. Um, and he, he's actually, the second season uh, come out of a detective show he does in London um, called Luther. Um, so, I mean, yep. he, he's got a lot of your work and he's he's such a great actor as well and uh you know getting him and ron perlman together in a del toro film you know what i mean it, if if del toro was directing my little pony with ron perlman and idris elba i'd probably be on board you know what i mean sure it's guys <laughs> you know what i mean like these as far as you know showbiz is concerned movies tv whatever these are the guys i trust they you know they seem to deliver every time so um yeah, so yeah, yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to it, man.
0: Cool. Cool. Well, I think uh I think that's about as good a time as any to wrap things up for the for, for the episode. Uh we've we've I I think we've covered a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, man.
0: <laughs> uh look, if uh if anybody is um if anybody's interested in uh in staying in touch with you, how how can they do that?
1: Probably the best way is um, in the Twitter sphere.
0: Okay, and so you're on Twitter at uh, Big Tim Styles.
1: Yep, Big Tim Styles. One word. Um, Yeah, you know I'm I'm always uh, you know pimping my you know my comic book articles and reviews. I'm pimping you know film projects and stage productions around Canberra and um, and whatnot. And uh, yeah. So that, that's probably the best way to keep up with what what's going on in my world, anyway.
0: All right. Well, thank you for thank you for for joining me today in lieu of uh, in Bean's absence. Uh, it's it's been very much a pleasure.
1: Well, thank you so much for for asking me to come on board, man. It's, it's it has it's been a it's been a great great uh, evening.
0: No worries. So, if anybody is interested in uh, any of the show notes that we have collected for you. Uh, on any of the topics that we have talked about today, you can uh, read them at jellyandbean.co forward slash five, because this is the fifth episode. Uh, you It would be hugely appreciated if you would jump on iTunes and rate the show for us. Uh, it's the best way for us to get new listeners. Uh, so if you give us a great rating, we get more listeners, and we are very happy. Uh, you can contact uh, either me or Brandon, and uh, if you would like to contact Tim this way as well, I will pass the message on. You can contact us through our contact form on uh, at jellyandbean.co forward slash contact. Uh, I am on Twitter at Jelly Bean Soup, and as mentioned, uh, Tim is on Twitter at Big tim styles that's uh styles is spelled s-t-i-l-e-s that's right uh so that's it thank you very much for all for listening and i will see you in a couple of weeks post christmas for a uh boxing day movie uh extravaganza see you later